This is episode number 96 with Shannon Barushian. Welcome everybody to the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. I am your host, Ryan McGuire. This is a podcast where each week I will bring you a guest or a message to help you along your own pursuit of happiness. Everyone's pursuit of happiness looks a little different. So topics range from mental health, diet, nutrition, adventure, relationships, or talking with an expert that has an inspiring story to help all of us overcome our struggles and pursue our own happiness. And on this episode, I am super happy to welcome back Shannon Baruchian, who made her first appearance on episode number 65. She is best known for being a holistic health coach, fat loss expert, and Insanity Max 30 cast member, which is exactly why I had her on back in episode 65. We talked about fitness, uh, diet, nutrition, and the right mindset when it comes to losing weight and keeping the weight off. But this episode is quite different than that. I have to give Shannon a really big shout out for being so honest and so vulnerable in this episode. And you're about to find out what I mean by saying that. Now, if you don't follow her on Instagram, do yourself a favor and do it now. In the show notes is a link to her Instagram at Shannon Baruchian. She posts a lot of great content. And I saw a post of hers back on September 12th that piqued my interest, that wanted me to ask more. So I asked her to please come back on the podcast and I want to talk about this. She had a really vulnerable post about being lost, not knowing who she was, not feeling like she belonged, feeling deeply alone and allowing others' views to affect how she felt about herself. And it was such a relatable post. And it was her being super honest and super vulnerable. And she ends it with her being so much happier and in a better place. And I said, you know what? This podcast is called The Pursuit of Happiness. And she dug herself out of quite a hole. And it's a hole that so many of us find ourselves in. Um, especially with the mental health issues that we're having. COVID is still somewhat of an issue. We've all been locked away these last few years. And knowing how to feel and how to connect with others among so many other things has been such an issue for so many of us. So I said, Shannon, come back on the podcast. I want to talk about this because you pursued your happiness and now you're as happy as you've ever been. So show me the way, show us the way and how you did it. I'm really proud of this episode and Shannon, I know you're super proud of this as well. Many, many props for coming on to this episode and sharing your story for all of us to hear, for us to relate to. And there are definitely nuggets throughout this entire episode to help dig yourself out of the hole you may find yourself in, either today, tomorrow, or anytime. Now, with all of that said, here we go. My episode with Shannon Baruchian. Hello. 
What's up, old friend? Oh my goodness, how are you? The last time I saw you, you weren't married. So how's married life? <laughs> I know, right? I've married life honestly is kind of the same as engaged yeah. life, which was almost kind of the same as yeah. boyfriend, girlfriend. But oh. married life is really it's good. Yeah. Uh, the wedding was awesome. It, it was looked awesome. unbelievable. It was awesome. I, I don't think you've been sent yet. We're kind of waiting for just one quick edit of a two second edit. The, yeah. the video, the video is, it's awesome. It oh is, my gosh. It's, it's pretty damn awesome. Yeah. Uh, we are, we got it last Saturday recording this on Thursday and we're, we are waiting. We, we got the, we got the edit that we asked for and we're, yeah. we're waiting for him to upload it into YouTube so we can share it with everybody. It's, oh my uh, gosh. yeah, we're going to do a podcast episode on the wedding, how it, how it went, um, tips, advice, and just kind of talk about the journey. Um, oh, but it was, it was great. I, are you friends with Kristen on like Instagram or anything? Yeah. Or, I've been following. I'm like, invested <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, you are <laughs> she well she also invested in you yeah. right <laughs> but uh yeah so she posted a lot of photos i am off tomorrow because we are traveling and so i so think exciting. tomorrow i'm gonna i'm gonna take a little bit of time to post more photos so people can see yeah. it's one of those things where it's 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 kind of odd where it's like you want to be like look at my wedding look at this these photos are awesome at the same time it's like you know, it's like, look at me, look at me, look at me, which I don't necessarily care to do a whole lot. Yeah. But uh, I'm just being blinded by my light. So give me one second. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. And I just went to Arizona for the first time um, last That's week and I've right. never been. And I was like, wow. So this is why everyone talks about it. I mean, it looks beautiful. But when you're there, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. Where'd you go? Uh, I went to Scottsdale. Okay. Yeah. Scottsdale yeah. is just a side of Phoenix. Beautiful area. What was the temperature? Uh, you know, it's so funny because the first day we got there, it rained and then it rained the second day. And they're like, this never happened. Yeah, um, but it was like low set mid seventies, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to know what it was when we landed? A hundred. <laughs> Higher. <laughs> it was 112. Oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. We, we were, we were nervous. Sweatshirts. Yeah. We yeah. were nervous because it's just like, oh my God, this feels like you're going to fry. And our wedding yeah. was outside. And, and, uh, yeah, fortunately in Sedona, it was only 97 on our wedding day, but <laughs> it, 97 is for real, like the dry heat thing, as far okay. as like 85 and humid. Yeah. Is, is worse than 97 out west. So, wow. We didn't fry, but damn, and Phoenix was freaking hot. It was it was hot, but we survived. Um, thanks for thanks for asking about that. Yeah. It's it's still it's one of those things where uh, I've said this multiple times. Leading up to the wedding, everyone's kind of like, just expect something to go wrong. It's okay, mm -hmm. you know, you're there for celebrating and to get married yeah. and blah blah blah. Nothing went wrong. And cool we're like on cloud nine. Like, did that just happen? These photos oh. are awesome. The video was awesome. And yeah. the day played out wonderful. And for the first time in a really long time, I was just 100% present in the moment, which is, that. yeah, which is, which is why these photos and videos mean so much to us because yeah. I don't remember like them around me. And yeah. so we're looking, I'm like, oh, I forgot I did that. I forgot I said that. Or to see other people's reactions 
as we're like speaking to each other and stuff. Yeah. It's like, I didn't see any of that. So I don't know. It was awesome. So cool. Yeah. We'll do a podcast episode on it. And I recommend highly recommend Sedona to you. So go back out there, go I'm drive gonna... up to Sedona. It's yeah. great. The greatest thing that one of the greatest things that we heard was Ryan and Kristen. Oh my God. Sedona's incredible. I'm so glad I came. I can't wait to go back. Everyone so said cool. that. And you know, to to one fly out for a wedding is is Huge. a big deal. It's yeah. a big and we, you know, slightly kind of felt bad a little bit. The other people had to come out there and but they all said Sedona was magical and they couldn't wait to go back. And it's like, yes, yes. Now, you know why we had it here. This is, that's exactly what we wanted to hear. So. So awesome. Yeah. And so Shannon, how the hell have you been? I know you've been, um, you've been busy with the whole LBB workout. Yeah. uh, Business that you, that you own. Uh, You were on my podcast. I can't, I think that was like February. It's like February is a while ago. How crazy is that? What in the world? I think you had like snow out your window or something. (laughs) And it's dark now, but it's like just fall in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's it's, it's crazy. It's been that long Um, for people who need a reminder who are just being introduced to you. I found you on, uh, what is it? Insanity Max 30. Yeah. You are still my inspiration, probably <laughs> once, if not twice a week. It's <laughs> funny, Chris, Chris and I did it. We did Insanity, uh, yeah. I say about a week ago. So I was like, look, there's Shannon. <laughs> I was like, you so know funny. her. And she's so like, funny. yeah, I know her. It, it's, yeah, it's, you are still, we, we eyeball you. We focus on you when we're, when we're doing it. And I was doing, I'm puffing and puffing. We were doing switch <laughs> kicks about two days ago. I was like, God damn you, Shannon. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> but, uh, it's okay. I'll take it. Yeah, I want to give you the platform once again. Yeah. We're, we're not, we're going to go to a different avenue tonight, which I'm really excited yeah. about, but I want to give you the platform to once again kind of introduce yourself and what you do. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm so excited to be here and talk with you and be back. I mean, I had so much fun the first time. And I, awesome. you know, like we mentioned, I work with Kristen. She's just a pleasure. But for those of you who don't know me, I'm Shannon. Um, I'm a personal trainer and a holistic health coach, and I specialize in helping lose women lose weight and keep it off without restricting foods. You know, growing up, I was an athlete. And so fitness always kind of came naturally to me. But nutrition is really where I struggled. I was always confused around what I should be eating and constantly falling off track diets. And then seven, eight years ago now, I tore my ACL for the first time. And I was so terrified that I was going to gain weight because I couldn't work out. And that's when I found strength training and really fell in love with being strong rather than just being skinny. And it was after hiring a coach to work on my relationship with food that I learned what proper nutrition looked like and how to fuel your body in a way that felt balanced and free. And so now I help women create a sustainable lifestyle transformation by learning how to eat and exercise for their body and their goals. So we can cut through all of this confusion and overall overwhelm and just start feeling strong and confident in our skin. Yeah. And, you know, I know you, you mentioned women, you work with women. There's a lot of stuff, honestly, that just translates with with men. So, you know, anytime we have a conversation or if someone wants to go back to listen to our previous conversation, even if you're a dude, yeah, I'm asking these questions because it translates, you know, it Mm -hmm. it really does. I know, I know the pressure of, of, you know, uh, being a female and then women and, you know, looking at these magazines and being judged that based on look and all this, I know that's probably like a different level than, than yeah. a male, but as far as like mindset, eating habits and working out and stuff like 
honestly, I, I, I'm not God, what I, I hope I don't regret saying this. I never tore my ACL or, or anything like that. Not but, yeah. but, you know, if I were to get injured, I yeah. would have the same fear. I yep. literally tomorrow would have the same fear as God. Yeah. Like, what am know. I going to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can't mm-hmm. walk. Uh, what's the option now? You know, especially yeah. when we take it from the approach of it's just calories in and calories out. Right. When we're, when we're stuck in that mindset trap of weight loss and weight maintenance is just whatever I eat and whatever I burn. Then you add the layer of suddenly you can't work out and comes all the fear of, oh my gosh, am I not going to burn enough? Am I going to gain weight? Am I going to gain so much weight? over the course of X amount of days, because Mm. suddenly my body isn't going to be burning enough. And that can bring up so much fear. But I do just want to go back and touch on the point. I don't know if it's necessarily more for women, as much as it's just not as much talked about for men. Mm. That like maybe men, and what I notice is in conversations is, you got body image struggles too. It's just not as talked about. And there's so much stigma, and it's not as welcomed. But you know, I would wonder if that conversation were to be open more if men would be able to put that, that fear down to feel more comfortable. Like, Hey, I'm enough too. Even Mm if, you know, it's just different. Like, Hey, I can take my shirt off and mow the lawn and feel confident. It's just, it's different layers. I definitely like, I'm in really good shape, but I definitely have my issues like that. And and that's something we kind of touched on a little bit uh, in our previous episode. And yeah, you know, as, as we know, I'm going to get you back on again soon to talk more about. <laughs> well, we're going to do all the things. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I know all the things. And I was actually thinking the other day, I was like, I know we, we, we chose this podcast to have today and yeah. we're going to do another one based more on food and, and nutrition and diet sure. and some of my issues. I've got the holidays coming around the corner. I was uh, thinking the same exact thing. It's a great time to have that conversation. Yeah. So we'll yeah. get we'll get you uh, back on the calendar sooner than later for sure. <laughs> and that's gonna that's gonna help me a lot, yeah. and it's it's definitely gonna help a, a lot of people because uh, it's it's the environment that you constantly find yourself in with like family and people that yeah. work and all these parties and the alcohol and the cookie. Temptation, it's just like. Yeah. What do you do? You know, it's just mm-hmm. it, we and we'll, we'll leave it as a teaser. Yeah, we'll dig into all of it. Conversation. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited because that's something I've struggled with. Yeah, uh, I've definitely had my fair share of struggles and growing up, like, so it's it's weird. Just like growing up, I was like super skinny until I was about eleven or twelve, and then I started to get overweight, mm-hmm. and then I was kind of. I was athletic, but I was definitely, I could have lost 20, 25 pounds, like my whole teenage years until I got to school. And then once I got to college, I lost way too much weight. And then I, it was just, it's just so fluctuating from losing too much to trying to gain muscle. And then when I try to gain yeah. muscle, I gain too much weight. And then I go back to losing and it's just yeah, ping pong, ping pong, and that ping pong is so hard and stressful. Yeah, we could talk about all of it. Absolutely. Uh, oh, and we will. And there's no one better. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, uh, thank you. Well, let's you. let's let's dive into why we're having this conversation. I think this yeah. is going to be more of a a free flowing. I'm mm-hmm. not going to put the guardrails on this in this conversation yeah. or interview, whatever you want to call it. But I I like your Instagram for many reasons. Uh, one being just you're kind of like a myth buster at times. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Like the calories in, calories out type of thing. Yeah. You 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 go a, a different direction. Yeah. Um, but another reason is you're also super vulnerable. Mm, thank you. And well, that takes a lot of guts. Uh, props for 
for doing that. Do, do you get feedback on like, like, thank, thank you for being honest and vulnerable? Yeah, I do. It's vulnerability, especially on social media is a, it's a delicate balance mm-hmm. because I don't feel comfortable talking about things when they're raw. I prefer to talk about things when they're more of a scar versus a scab, because I believe that you need that kind of safety in yourself that should someone social media, right? Come out of the woodwork Mm. and, you know, I don't want to use the word attack, but question what Mm. you're sharing. You need to have that protection of yourself. And, um, I've, started to develop more safety in myself over the past year, especially. And just, you know, I've been on social media for a while. I was on social media back when I was doing Max 30. So I have some years under my belt, but especially after this past year, and that's really what we're going to talk about tonight is, um, I felt this pull on my heart to be able to open up more about my experience, knowing that other individuals have experienced what I've experienced and not wanting someone else to feel so alone. Mm. And I can find safety in that knowing that if I can just touch one person's heart and I can help one woman feel less alone and isolated, then that's enough for me to be vulnerable. And that's why we're going to have this conversation here. Cause yeah. I saw that post. I was like, this is really like the basis of what this podcast is about is yeah. like, I started this in the pandemic. There's a lot of people having wow. struggles, including yeah. myself. Yep. Uh, definitely some struggles I'm still having, but it was talking to people who, had these struggles, had their down moments and figured out ways to get out of it Mm -hmm. and to be relatable to other people. And that's what I am really excited uh, about to have this conversation. Um, It's, it's funny that I've actually had that part of the conversation a few times recently, especially with a more travel podcast that I've had on. Everybody has said they've gotten like hate DMS or people attacking them or, just thinking like they can help control what they post on social media and stuff. It's just like, wow. Like it's just, it's a shame that people do that. And so what you just said is, is, is real. Like people are, are, it can be nasty on social media. It can be used for Mm -hmm. a positive or a negative. And yeah. And I'm really grateful. My computer, my community is really supportive. (laughs) Like, like, thank you. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. As is mine. So, all right. So let's start with, I saw this post. Yeah. We'll get into the caption in a moment, but Uh-oh. you went to the Lewis Howes event and Lewis yes. Howes is one of my inspirations from a podcast perspective. I love He's fantastic. what he talks about. I love the people he talks to. Um, I just, I just love what it's about the school of, of greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, so how was that event? How did you become aware of this? And yeah. you said you had the opportunity to go. So let's talk about yeah. the event first, then we'll rewind to how you, to why you got there. Yeah. So the event I went to is called the Summit of Greatness. It's in uh, Columbus, Ohio, and it's a three-day, think of like conference meets party party meets networking meets personal development kind Mm. of thing. Um, It's been on my radar for a few years to go because I love, there's just something about being in a room. I mean, I'm obsessed with personal development, but something about being in a room, I think it comes from like the Beachbody world with like other people who are like-minded that learning things and growing alongside people and like music that it just lights me up on a soul level. And the Lewis, the summit of greatness has been kind of like on my radar for a few years. And I always wanted to go, but you know, things didn't work out or timing, or I made excuses. I'm like, Oh, it's too expensive. Yada, yada, yada. And this year, uh, like I mentioned, I had the opportunity to go. I was invited by a friend. We could talk about 
that in a second. Um, and it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's three days about really unleashing this greatness within you. And this past year, the theme of the event was all about healing, which for me was just so synchronistic. It felt like a very spiritual weekend for me, just like connected, like I was supposed to be there on some level. Um, Everything from the speakers who talked, the words they were sharing, it just felt yeah, like I was supposed to be there. And so the event, it's three days long. It starts off with this like really cool party out on the lawn. They bring food trucks. You just get to meet a bunch of other people. The majority of people I would say are entrepreneurs or business owners in some uh, you know sense, because that's kind of the crowd that Lewis brings in with his podcast, especially. Um, and then they have people come and sing and play drums and, you know, bring the energy and learn from like amazing speakers who you would normally never be able to get into the room with. Um, they have great after parties to connect with other people. I mean, you just, you make memories, you make friends, you make experiences. And it was just, I mean, I'm already, I already bought my ticket for next year. I'm like, I'm going back. Wow. Who's coming with me? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that says a lot. Yeah. Cause so we'll much say, fun. I see these events like, oh, like yeah. Tony Robbins or a Lewis house and you know, you see the cost and it's like, Ugh. Sure. So what are your thoughts for somebody that may be in the position that we're going to talk about momentarily about like yeah. who sees the event and sees the cost and it's somewhat of a turnoff? Would you be like, Hey, listen, this is life-changing. This is highly, highly recommended, which is odds on that. Yeah. I think you have to audit the event that it is the person there and the experience that you're looking for. Right. When, when I was really in, in, depth with Beachbody. I loved the Beachbody Summit. I loved, you know, the Super Saturdays, I think they were called. I loved being in the room with people because that's the phase and stage of life that was in. So I had no problem taking that investment because it felt like I was going to get the return that I was looking for. That being said, now in the stage that I'm in, I'm not really as pulled to that. I've gone a different route and invested in other conferences and weekends that pull me more. And so I think, you know, having that discernment around like, what are you looking for? And what events do you feel that like pull to? And then, you know, there is a little bit of a, this might stretch me a little bit, but what's the return on that? For me, I've had to build the habit of getting comfortable investing in myself in numerous different ways, whether it was trips or personal development or podcasts or financial commitments, like mentorship and business. I'm an entrepreneur, right? I didn't go to school for business. So I invest in myself and mentorship to learn the tools to be able to support my clients, right? I know that when I'm going to invest in something, I'm smart about the investment I'm going to make. And I'm sure that I, I make sure that the investment I'm going to receive on the back end is what I'm looking for, right? It's not like a I mean, some of the greatness is a spontaneous decision, but I'm not doing it carelessly, you know, carelessly. And so I think just having that risk reward of, okay, well, is it something you really want to do? Are you going to benefit from it? Is it the difference between you keeping the lights on or not? Like, let's make smart decisions. And also like, put yourself in the room. If you need that energy spark, you need like your cup dumped into on like a soul level. Like there's just, su- there's something about being in the room and the energy that, I mean, I'm still buzzing from it. Yeah, you know, awesome. I just, I learned things. Yeah. So, I mean, I love it. I love that's it. That's great. Yeah. Learning to invest in yourself. It, that took me a little while. And then I started yeah. to travel way more. And I do the yeah. same with like health and like vitamins yeah. and supplements. Like, it's like with, I'm trying to get Kristen to like, she's taking fish oil now and stuff like that. I take a few Amazing. other things and it's just like, it's not the cheapest of vitamins, but it's like, why cheap out on something that's going to make me feel good, keep me healthy for years and yeah. years like regenerate me 
just make me feel alive. So when it comes yeah. to health and eating healthy and fitness, I definitely bend quite a bit more when it comes yeah. to the budget because nothing's really that much, much more important than that. So yeah, and everything's an investment, right? Every, every choice that you make is an investment, either making you better or kind of keeping you where you are. It's the choice to go to the gym when you're tired. It's the choice mm -hmm. to choose the nourishing option or like have the junk food. And granted, sometimes the junk food is like the great choice too, but it's, you know, if I want to grow and be better and learn skills, I'm going to put myself in rooms and learn from people who have done it. Because when you cut the check, you cut the line. Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn the things that it could. I say this all the time to women who are on the fence about lean body blueprint. It's like you've spent 15 years trying to figure out how to lose weight and you haven't quite figured it out, figured it out yet. I'm not shaming you by any means, but I went to school for this. I will teach you it in 90 days and you will see more results in 90 days. You can do it on your own. But look, I spent years trying to figure it out and I went to school for it and there was things that I was missing. So like put yourself in the container to learn the things to be able to move the needle the way you want to move it. And mm. for me on a personal level, like I needed to be in that room. To kind of vouch for that is, you know, I've been really into health and fitness for quite some time, but I felt yeah. for years I was like missing something. I wasn't yeah. quite in the, in the, I was like, I work out way too hard to not feel better and or yeah, like, should I be further along? Yeah. I, I was like spinning my wheels. I was like, okay, yeah. you know, and then I'd be like, I look decent, but I, I work out uh, way too hard. Clicking, yeah. And it was just diving into my nutrition and looking yeah. at macros and like, oh, I've been screwing myself and yeah. not realizing it. Like uh, people have probably heard me talk multiple times. I would eat handful of almonds because I thought yeah. they were healthy and I would over overeat them. And I'm like, I, cause I would snack out until I was full. And by then it was just like, you know, fat up the wazoo, you know, like a couple of almonds. Great. I was having way more than that. So taking right. a deep dive in, into stuff like that, it's like, it, it started to click and then everything yeah. started to take place afterwards. It's like, Oh my God, all, all this time. Yeah. Uh, right. But uh, yeah, let's, let's, all right, let's get to the post. <laughs> Let's get to the post that you posted. It was yeah. it was vulnerable, and that's why I was like, Shannon, I, I would love to, to chat about this. Yeah. Not just because you went to the event, but I'm going to read a few things. I have I have a note here, and if you okay. want to dive into it, oh, I'm nervous. Yeah, no, I'm so, excited. Yeah, so I want to know what you mean by this. And you said you you were lost. You mm -hmm. felt alone. Yeah. You didn't trust yourself, and you felt unworthy. Uh, yeah. This one struck me uh, too you were super vulnerable and I want yeah. to ask you questions, but it's like yeah. judging from the outside, which is what we all do when it comes to social media as we judge from the outside. It's like Shannon, attractive, successful, in shape, um, seems to be doing pretty well with everything. Yeah. And for you to post that was like, okay, did not expect this. Mm -hmm. I want to hear more about this yeah. and then the process of how you started to flip that. Yeah. I mean, it's, Oh, I haven't like talked about this. Like I've talked about this, but I haven't talked about it. You know, it's, it's interesting, but I think it's an important conversation. And this also just, just like this loving reminder that social media is a highlight reel mm -hmm. that people have lives behind the screens and uh, duality has been a really strong thing in my world over the past year, the duality between, you know, light and darkness and grief and joy and happiness and sadness and um, social media, not social media as a part of that. And so uh, about a year ago, I went through the ending of a long term relationship I was in. Mm -hmm. 
I was, I was with a partner for seven years and and that's a long time. (laughs) That's a very long time. The majority of my twenties, you know, I'm, I'm 29 now and we met in college and those are very formative years of your life. And, you know, I will never talk badly about a person. You know, there was a time when we were very deeply in love and I cared about him and I respected him. Um, but that relationship was deeply unhealthy for me. And I didn't know that at the time. And when that relationship ended, um, there was things said about, you know, it's interesting when you're in a relationship with someone for so long, you share your deepest fears and your deepest vulnerabilities and your deepest insecurities and hopes and things that you need and things that you want and desire. And when the relationship ended, those vulnerabilities were then portrayed as reasons why I was unlovable. And why he did not want me in his life. And for me to keep that relationship alive, and I've done a lot of healing work and we can talk about what that looks like. Um, for me to be able to stay in that relationship because I loved him so much, I had to self abandon a lot mm-hmm. and I didn't know what that was. I didn't know that I was doing it. I didn't know, you know, throw a pandemic in there, throw a, two knee surgeries in there, throw burnout in there. You know, we're all just trying to survive in the way that we know how to in the moment. But for me, there was certain expectations and benchmarks that I needed to meet and ways that I needed to show up in order to be in a relationship with this person. And at the time, I just did what I thought I was supposed to do to be able to earn the love, you know? So did and, you bend? Did you find yourself bending who you were to kind of yeah. mold into what he wanted you to be? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you know, whether I I didn't know that it was happening and I take, you know, ownership. I made mistakes, right? We all make mistakes. When you're you're in it, it is so hard to see, Like you can give someone the greatest advice about someone else's relationship. And then two weeks later, you're (laughs) in it. You're like, well, I don't know. He he said he'd call. So I don't know. know, When you're in it, it's completely different. I get it. Yeah, Yeah. totally. But yeah, I bent, I bent the point of detriment to myself. And so when that ended, everything I knew didn't exist. Yeah. You know, it's like I woke up that next day and I was I've I've never experienced such anxiety in my life and I've never experienced I I don't believe I've ever experienced depression before. Um and I just woke up and I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I fit in my world. It's I had no I mean, I had my family, you know, and some close friends, but I didn't have the support system I had beforehand. I didn't have the friendships I had beforehand. I had no idea who I was as a person because the way that I was painted out to be was just this awful individual. And I was, you know, I'm such a sensitive soul, probably at fault. And I was like, how could I make such mistakes? How could I, you know, show up in a way that hurt someone so much? And I hope that doesn't come across as me being a bad person. It's just, you know, we all make mistakes. And if there's no communication on both ends, it's like, you don't know what you don't know. And unmet expectations or whatever that looks like, I just, I was broken. I didn't mm-hmm. know who I was. Yeah. You lost your identity. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Completely. That's dangerous. That's, it's, it's so dangerous and it's so isolating and it's so lonely. And unless you've been in that place, it's almost like you don't even know what that feels like. You know, I've heard um, when people lose their identity, like I've heard that when like bankers 
And like yeah. Wall Street people lose their identity. They put mm-hmm. everything they have into their job. And when it Athletes. doesn't go well, they lose money and stuff like that. That's when they started committing like suicide yeah. because they put everything into their career. And when their career yeah. is gone or a la you lost your relationship that you yeah. kind of bet to, to create and to make yeah. happen, it's just like, who am I? You're lost in this world and you just don't know who you are anymore. Yeah, it's a dangerous place to be. Yeah, it's it's the same thing with athletes. Like you work, I think of NFL players, you work yeah. your entire life and then you get a knee, you know, a, a sports ending, a career ending injury. And you're like, who am I without sports? Yeah, It's like, you know, I experienced it when I went through the burnout of who am I without work? And now who it's who am I without what everything words that were said and actions that were taken did not line up. So I trusted things that weren't trustable. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, you mm-hmm. know? And so here I was just in this place of like in the deepest hole. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get out. <sighs> if you had to talk to yourself yeah. a year or two ago, mm-hmm. what would you tell yourself? You're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. Would you tell yourself, listen, this isn't good for you. You're not who you're supposed to be. You like would, me as an individual or where yeah. I was at the time. Yeah. You was like you as an individual, because you said you kind of molded yourself. And, and yeah. like, I feel you were probably going to sleep some nights. Like I, this isn't, this isn't for me, or this isn't the way I, I pictured my life or, yeah. it's, you know, it's- it's so interesting because I think I had these gut intuitions for a really long time, but me, I'm a worker. I'm like, okay, it's not working. What do I need to fix it? You know? Okay. I'll, I'll work all hours of night. I'll make X amount of money. You need like, whatever you need to do, I'll, I'll do it at detriment. Right. I think overworking I've learned is a, uh, yeah. a protection mechanism on my part. We're all healing in some way, you know, we're all working on certain things. I've had to learn how to set boundaries on that front and say no on that front and shift business models and all of that. Um, but to answer your question, I was doing the best I could with what I knew at the time. And it was interesting that I didn't know any different. Mm. You know, I had been in this relationship for so long that I didn't know that things I were asking for weren't too much. I didn't know that I didn't have enough trust in myself that when my intuition was like, that's not right. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just work harder and I'll fix it. But now I could sit here and be like, Mm-mm. no, that's not okay. I don't need you to dive super deep into personal yeah. stuff. But for someone who's listened to this podcast that might want to get like a check-in to kind of yeah. see if this is a relationship they should be in and stuff like yeah. that. Is there any overall things you're like, hey, if this is happening, maybe you should just kind of uh, double check and yeah. see if this is right for you. Is there anything like that? Yeah, it's, you know, one, I would say, I hope you work with a professional if you're even questioning that. A therapy has been a huge, it saved my life. You know, um, I've been working with an amazing therapist for a couple of years now, and she truly has been, she's saved my life. But I would say if, if you don't feel at peace, and there isn't a sense of safety, mm-hmm. that's probably a red flag. Yeah. Your gut is really strong, especially <laughs> as a woman. It's so strong. And we've been taught to ignore it for far too long. But like deep down in my soul, like, no, there's this little voice saying like, there, something's not right here for a really long time. Did you love yourself 
when you were in this relationship or getting into this relationship? I don't think I ever thought about it. I don't, self-love is very trendy (laughs) is the word that's coming to mind. Like you get your manicures, you get your pedicures, you like book your massage, like girls nights, date nights, all these things like self. Yeah, I'm doing these things. So I must love myself. I do believe that I did love myself because I've done a lot of work to love and accept the skin I was in after my first knee surgery. That was the big transformation that I had of like, oh, wow, my body can heal from knee surgery. Like, okay, how can I take care of it moving forward? So I don't think it's necessarily that I didn't love myself, but that I didn't trust myself. And over the past year to climb out of this hole has been an entire journey of me learning one that what was said about me is actually not true. And that's not my burden to bear. Someone else's perception of me is their perception. And people say a lot of things when they're in pain. And if you, if that's your view of me, cool, like I don't need you in my life and that's okay. And I can say that from a place of strength and courage now before it was, I took it all on as my fault. And that's, that's normal. Like people care what people think. You know, you mm-hmm. might want to say, I don't care what they think. Yeah, right. you do. You yeah. do. Everyone yeah. does. Safety, right? Like, you know, grow in back in the day, it's like if you were exiled from the tribe, like you were going to die. So yeah. it mattered. Um, but it took a lot for me to rebuild the trust in myself that I could hold my own and I could find a sense of safety in myself. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And you're only 29 now. I mean, you're doing that still. You've been through shit and you're still there much earlier than many people. And me is one of them because uh, I was definitely the same in my late 20s and early 30s. And took me to my mid thirties until I was like super happy with who I was. I'm so thankful. So thankful. You might even, you might even think the same that like Mm -hmm. you didn't get married. Right. Because if I, I, yeah, I was, I was in relationships. I dated and it was like, I probably could have been like, I'm in love. I want to get married to this person. Yeah. Yeah, But I didn't necessarily love who I was. And so by the time I fully grasped, what my potential was. And yeah. I was super happy with what I was doing, what I was passionate about chasing my dreams and goals. Yep. Like none of that would have happened. And I would have just felt like I was leaving so much on the table and I would have been miserable in myself. And then the mid thirties hit. And that's when I was like, I started to realize I, I was really, really focusing on myself and focusing on that trendy self-love. Mm-hmm. And I was going after what I was passionate about. And then, you know, I, I'd go on a date and instead of me saying, oh, what am I doing wrong? It was, you don't like this? Yeah. I'll find someone who wants to get on this train yeah. and go on this journey with me. And th- everything. That shift. Yeah. It's like, oh, I everything. hope they like me versus do I like them? Yeah. Big time. It yeah. was, it's like an interview. It's like, right. It's yeah. like when you go for a job interview, it's like, oh, my God, I hope I get this job. I pray I get this job. And or you can walk and be like, this place would be lucky to have yep. me. What yeah. a difference. Yeah, but it takes so long to get to that point. Oh, it does. Oh, oh it my does. gosh. And, you know, that's another thing, too, just to go back to your question before of like any things you can start to be aware of to audit is a relationship really for you. Mm. What I had to do to keep that relationship alive looking back now, like, whew. A lot of work. Yeah, so much work versus can someone accept me for who I am and value what I bring to the table and see that and honor things that help us both feel safe and combine in that way, like honoring what? both. Like what, what was too much work? I just, is there like a general example? 
What was too much work? Um, so one of the things that was, and not to get too personal because I do want to respect absolutely individuals' privacy, but one of the things that was really hard for me is the self-abandonment happened on a lot of different levels. I had to reintegrate into my life. I had no sense of, I mean, I had friends, right? I'm really grateful for the friendship I had, but it was very small. Mm. I did not spend the majority of my holidays with my family for the past seven years. And so I had to reintegrate into my family of like, what does it look like to be with them in holidays again? Because that wasn't an option on the table. Ooh, and I am assuming that was really important to you growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, who wouldn't wow. want to share that? Share traditions yeah. and such. Yeah. It's tough because when you get into a relationship, it's like you think, all right, I'm supposed to sacrifice for this person, right? Yeah. But there comes a point where you're just sacrificing way too much. You're like, mm-hmm. this isn't right. Yeah. That's that's not right. It's one of those things where Okay, a sacrifice is like this year is your family, next year is my family, right? Sure. It's my family, my family, my family. But then you know, yeah, it's not right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. This is so so relatable. I I love I I love hearing like and talking to like just having a real yeah. conversation about real yeah. problems that we've all experienced. Mm-hmm. And I know you said feeling work. I want to touch on that. I I've, I've never experienced feeling work. I don't know what that is. Let's let's dive into that like feeling I felt unworthy. That was a big thing that I battled. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, just because everything about my identity is like, if I, I question, like, did I add value to people's life in that way? Like, would, would anyone want to be around me if this is how others see me? And so um, a lot of the work I had to do over this year was rebuild the trust in myself that who I am is enough. Mm. And that I did add value to people's lives just by being me and that I'm a good person. I have a kind heart and I didn't remember that for the longest time. And so what would happen is, I mean, I went kind of just like a coon phase for a while, just felt all the things right. And had to face a lot of the shame and guilt and sadness and grief. And, you know, that comes with a breakup, but then I had to start to put myself in situations where I could be this new version of me and see what would happen. See that I could handle it. See that maybe I could be accepted. Kind of just, it's almost like you put on a new pair of glasses or you put on a new outfit and you're like going to go into a new spot and you're like, okay, this is new. But for me, that was my entire life. What was the step to get you out of the cocoon phase? Was it uh, just a situation that happened to fall fall in or did you tell yourself, I'm doing this? This is step one. Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, Time played a role. Working with my therapist played a role. But then there was also, I just remember this shift, like this aha moment with my therapist that I just remember having this like breakthrough moment that no one is going to decide I'm worthy. Literally no one. (laughs) No one is going to come and say, all right, Shannon, you're enough. And I just had to just start playing out my new favorite phrase is like run the play run the play of what it would look like if i was enough run the play of what it would look like if i was worthy how would i show up how would i talk about myself what things would i do and there was this like ever so slow spiral of like sitting in grief and pain and shame and then experiencing joy 
And then the, the time frame of when I would experience shame and experience joy would condense. And then joy would take over more time and shame would take over less time. And then joy would take over the majority of the time. And then shame, you know, would take over less time. And for me, this whole process was about me kind of putting out hooks to rebuild my life. I kind of think of it like being on the bottom of a mountain and, you know, like when you're ice climbing and you like have these hooks that you grab onto and then you pull yourself up. It's for me, it was like, okay, I'm going to reach out to friends I haven't talked to in 10 years. That's a hook. Okay. Now I'm going to, you know, meet up with them one-on-one and just be in that situation for like one afternoon. I can handle one afternoon of newness. It's not familiar, but I, anything that's unfamiliar can become familiar. And then it would be like, okay, well now I'm going to, you know, text this person or I'm going to say yes to this thing. And then over time, I just started to build this web of hooks to start to pull me out of the darkness. And I'm so utterly grateful that the friends that I did not connect with for so many years welcomed me back so strongly. And what's heartbreaking is for them to have been like, you know, we kind of saw this, but they didn't know how to say it, you know, or be like, wow, you seem like yourself again for the first time in a really long time. I'm like, I feel like myself again for the really long time, but I had to build that step by step. And it was slow and it was painful and it was grueling. And I'm sure there's still steps I have to take, right? Like healing is an ever growing journey, but I can sit here today and be like, wow, I am the most me I've been in the longest time. Okay. I have a lot of questions based on everything you just (laughs) said. Uh, One of the first things that came to my mind when you talk about your friends is they saw it. Do you wish your friend said something or would you have just been like, yeah, they ignored them anyways? Well, I don't, I don't, again, this is, I never want to talk badly about someone and, you know, it was unhealthy for me, mm-hmm. right? They had expressed concerns, but I don't know if I was ever in a place to like really hear it because I was so scared and because yeah. I was so madly in love with this individual, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we had thought we were going to get married from the moment we met. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that wasn't a, there wasn't any question there. I was like, this is, this is life. You know, they're a great person. I respect what they have to say. They don't treat me badly. No, it's, I had no reason to question that it wasn't healthy. I had no, nothing to compare it to in that this is what a relationship should be or shouldn't be, you know? So it's hard because you don't want to impose on someone, but also someone has to be open and ready to hear it. And I truly don't think I would have had the safety and security in myself if this had happened a second sooner. Yeah. I mean, I get that. Yeah. You have to be Mm -hmm. ready to hear it. A lot of times, you know, you, my best friends are the ones that can tell me the things I don't want to hear. Whether, you know, I don't know how I'm going to react to it. I might be (laughs) a little pissed, but you can look back in the future and be like, you know, that was legit. That was a friend really trying to, save me yeah and now i'm like first of all i'm gonna catch it because like i i made the vow to myself i will i will heal as long as i need to heal and it will take as long as it needs to take to i will never let myself into a situation where i'm not valued ever again never and also i told my friends i'm like if you see you slap me i don't even care like we're gonna sit me down have a conversation we're not going (laughs) we're not going down that road again (laughs) you know that's I love this. You're smiling big time. Yeah. I love this. I love that. And, but that's yeah. why they say like every relationship is you learn from it. It's just oh my, it's it's just a learning container, really. really I'm so is. grateful. Yeah. I can say that now that I'm so grateful for every ounce of pain that I went through. Mm-hmm. Again, that duality piece of I had the deepest pain. I had to face 
the deepest trauma. I had to heal the deepest wounds, things that I won't yet talk about because they're so deep because I, they're still, again, scab, mm -hmm. scar, not scab. Mm -hmm. But I've also had the most joy and the most happiness. I've lived more this year than I've lived in a decade. The connection, the community, the adventures, I've traveled, like people people who probably just saw me now, they're like, look at all this girl does. I'm like, you don't, you don't even know. Like mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't do this. This wasn't an option on the table. And now I'm like, it's so interesting. After everything happened, I flew out to California and uh, San Diego has been a place I've been dying to go back to for the longest time. And I was like, you know what? Self-care. I'm going to go book a trip to San Diego. We're going to do it. Like, you know, eat, pray, love. I don't know. This is what people do. Right. And I remember, have you ever been to San Diego? When I was like eight years old, I went to SeaWorld. Okay. That was about okay. it. <laughs> people <laughs> rave about SeaWorld there. And <laughs> the zoo. But I went there and there's this place called Sunset Cliffs. Hmm. And it's just this beautiful mountain, like cliff, you know, that just, you can watch the sunset and the ocean's right there. And I just remember standing there. When did we talk? February? This is in April. Yeah. And I um, remember standing on the end of the cliffs and watching the sunset go down and I breathed for the first time. Mm. And I said, Oh my gosh, I can dream again. I can dream. What do I want to do? I haven't thought about that. I didn't have the option to think about that. It's scary, but exciting. Right. So scary. And so exciting. A little bit of like, wow. Mm, couldn't think about that for that long. That's probably should have picked up on that sooner. And also, Oh my God, I want to go to San Diego. I want to go, you know, I just want to do all of the things, all of the things like we have one life. And that was, you know, one of this, these big things over this past year of, especially with the pandemic and how isolated everyone felt. I think we got really used to being unhappy. Like joy was not an emotion that we remembered that we can access. And for me being in such pain I don't even say from the breakup, like the layers and the trauma that I had to face afterwards that were triggered by the breakup. I had to intentionally bring joy into my life to show myself that lightness existed. Mm. And it was not easy and it was not comfortable. And it was really hard because I didn't want to be a burden on people. You know, like how long do you want to be like, oh, breakup, went through that. Like everyone's gone through a breakup, but this is a different layer of breakup, which I've yeah. since learned. Um, that I had to, you know, okay, well, what are things that bring me joy on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis? Because I knew if I didn't have joy for so long, that's when the anxiety would creep up. That's when the depression would kick up. And I really had to build this toolkit for myself and get so utterly in tune with my body. You know, one of the things that, because now I can sit here and say, you know, like, I don't really struggle with anxiety. You know, it's, it's a part of my story, but I've become so in tune with my body and my feelings and emotions and all of it and have had to learn how to hold space for feeling because I didn't feel for the longest time. One of the biggest things to me was, was learning how to regulate my nervous system. Mm. I didn't know that was a thing, <laughs> you know, cause I was just running on fight or flight for so many years, trying to work to be enough to be loved. Okay. If, I, if I'm perfect, if I don't make a mistake, then I won't be shamed or all of these things. And when I would rest, I would get in trouble or I would get shamed or like, you know, resting was not safe for me. So learning how to create safety and learn how to regulate my nervous system. And for those of you who are listening, you may not understand when I say that. I want you to think about 
you know what it feels like in your body when you're like, go, go, go. Like I'm going to do the things. I have this appointment. I got to go run to that. You know what it's like to be running on adrenaline. I imagine you also know what it feels like when you are laying on the beach in the sunshine and you have like nothing on your plate. That should be our baseline. Mm -hmm. Just like sitting and settled and safe. As a culture, we have been conditioned to run on fight or flight. And when we are in a stress response for so long, physiologically, our body changes, our brain changes, everything changes. And so for me, I was in chronic stress for so long. Of course, I started struggling with anxiety and depression because safety wasn't, you know, living and rest and digest wasn't a thing. And so I had to learn how to do that on a regular basis to find safety physiologically for me, because depression was like the lowest of the low. I had to learn how to bring myself back up. Anxiety was the highest of high. I had to learn how to bring myself back into this middle and learn how to stay there. And that toolkit took a while for me to figure out. I mean, I'm still learning it. Yeah. I was, it's funny you said that. Cause just, I think it was yesterday, two days ago, it was two days ago. I was walking out of the gym. Yeah. I think it was like eight o'clock at night. And I remember someone saying, I forget when it was, what it was, who it was was that when things are good at home and you find yeah. the relationship that's good for you, that is no longer a concern anymore. And you're able yeah. to put your energy and your focus on everything else in life. Right. Yeah. And so I remember being at the gym, I'm lifting, I'm like, it is so nice to be in a relationship and to not have to worry about yep. that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Safe. That just, just takes safe. so much of your energy. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I think about it with women and food. It's like when we take weight loss off the table, I'm like, now we're shifting topics. We'll go back. No, when yeah, we take no. the struggle with food off the table, the rest of your life is available to you. Yeah. Crazy. I get it. It's one of those things where I've always kind of pictured it like my life, like a, like a pie chart or the way that I work, yeah. like a pie chart. You have like hundred percent energy. How much yeah. are you spending on this compared to this compared to this compared to yes. this? And if you're putting 50% of your energy on like your nutrition, your, your diet, your fitness and freaking out about where you're going to eat, you only have 50% left for the things you love and for work and for relationships yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, it's like when you tone that down quite a bit, like it is not a concern anymore. It's almost like when, you know, they, they used to say Steve Jobs used to wear the same thing every day so he can focus on yeah. creating his Apple products. He didn't yeah. have to think about getting Decision dressed. fatigue. Decision fatigue, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, and I do, I want to say that, not that you're ready to date again or look at a date or whatever, but <laughs> I've, uh, I'm taken. Um, <laughs> but no, like doing this, I mean, you've gone through such a different path than I have, but I, I'm seeing yeah. somewhat similarities. And I think like, and I know you know this is doing everything you're doing now is mm -hmm. going to lead you to the right person because mm -hmm. they're going to fit in with the direction that you've taken, yeah. the passions that you now have. Yeah. And now that you're traveling and chasing all of these goals, yeah. you're going to find someone that's like, this is <laughs> the shit. Show me the way I want in. Yeah, I want in. And that's, yeah. that's how you know when you're like, this is, that's it. You want to find someone that compliments you. Yeah. And you know, for me too, is I, I wanted to feel whole. Like I didn't, I don't need, I don't need a man, you know? Yeah. I want to live a really big life. I want to do a lot of things. I want to travel. I want to make a really big impact. I want to help as many women as I can. Like I'm so passionate about what I do. 
and I feel whole. I feel fulfilled. And like, you know, a partner, sure, absolutely. Like there's experiences I'll only be able to experience when I meet someone. And yeah. also I'm not desperate for it. You know, and I think that's important. Like oh, for sure. You gotta you gotta take whatever time it needs to heal to heal. And I was like, you know, look, it takes as long as it's gonna take. Have and you for traveled? a while. Sorry, no, keep going. Go I'm gonna ask you I'm gonna ask you something else. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, keep going. It's, you know, I it's going to take as long as it's going to take. And it's interesting when I was going through it, it felt so slow and so fast at the same time. Like I was in this vortex where I just wanted to like grab onto the walls because the feelings were so strong and I was just going through all the layers of it and the trauma was coming up and it felt so compounding all at once that I felt like I couldn't breathe. But also it went exactly as it needed to do. And I can look back now and I was like, wow, that was so fast, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so it's wild, but I just hope that I talk about like watering the seed. Mm. You don't have to know how you're going to do it. You don't have to know. You don't have to feel enough or worthy just yet or believe it right because you're like i am like affirmations i am worthy i have enough i did affirmations all the time it's interesting when i was at summit of greatness um one of the speakers i was really excited about was gabby bernstein her books got me through this year and she spoke on stage and she said this one thing that i will never forget and in the therapy i do I, I do a lot of it's called ifs internal family systems. It's like child parts. So, you know, going back to versions of you when you were younger and identifying with the version of you now, who's like strong and capable and, you know, walking yourself through that and how we develop a lot of protective mechanisms and coping mechanisms to deal with things that we don't know how to deal with when we're younger. And for me, overworker is one of them, you know, I'm learning. It's a thing. Um, but she spoke on stage and she said, unworthiness is just a protector part the feeling of being unworthy is just a protective part. Mm. And it was like, it was such a light bulb moment. Again, I was supposed to be in that room. Something about that was a very spiritual weekend for me. I was supposed to hear this, that the feeling of unworthiness is just a protector part. It's not my truth. So what would it look like to water the seed that I am worthy? And over time, I started to look for experiences and truth that would validate that idea. Mm. I didn't know it right out of the gate, but you can water any seed. Anything that is unfamiliar can become familiar. So now I can say, hey, you're going to be okay. In the moment, I didn't know that. But I left it as an option on the table that it could be a possibility. And I just said, okay, if it's going to be a possibility, let's see what, let's run the play. We'll see what happens. Run the play. This is, yeah. this is awesome. And I remember... One of my first maybe 10 or 11 episodes, I had a therapist, Holly Essler, on. And I, I remember at the very end, I was like, what are, what's your final words of advice? Yeah. And she said, it's okay to not be okay. I had such shame for so long. When, I, when you see a social media, social yeah. media, man, highlight reel, everyone is traveling and thriving. And here I am, like, metaphorically in the fetal position. And life is just passing me by. I am not okay. And thankfully I had people around me. I mean, I think I texted my friends the next morning and I said, this just happened. I'm not okay. I'm I'm, I'm not okay. I don't know what the future holds. I'm scared. I don't know who I am. Help. 
called my therapist. Mm. You know, you need to have that support system in play. And I understand it's probably a pretty, a pretty privileged thing for me to say, like, yeah, I called my therapist. But again, that's a way that I invest in myself. Yeah. And you already said yeah. it saved your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I would have been able to get through this year without her. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like dating Kristen, even before like dating Kristen, I was like looking for someone to date someone who like believed in therapy or just having like these counseling sessions was, was huge. And we, we, our biggest problems is sometimes our communication is our communication with how like fired up we can get about certain things Mm -hmm. and us misreading Sure. Uh, what she was trying to say or what I was trying to say, because we, yeah. we talk with emotion sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, but like so we we've gone to therapy. We we went to therapy well before we got Let's married. Talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like I'm speaking a different language to you yeah. when I swear I'm speaking your language. It's like, mm-hmm. what the frig? But yeah, I mean <laughs> therapy because you hear those words like you said you went to that conference like sometimes yeah. you just need to hear the words that will unlock something that you're like yeah. i get it now yeah i get it i am the biggest advocate for therapy yeah you go to the gym to work your body mm-hmm. you go to the doctor when you're sick you're not going to go to someone to support your mind it's so interesting at some of the greatness um Dr. Caroline Leaf, I want to say her name is, and I really hope I didn't just butcher that. She's a psychologist. And she said, we don't have a mental health crisis. People have just never been taught to feel feelings, Mm. you know, and we've just suppressed them for far too long. And that's where being a guy comes in. I feel like we talked about you working with women. We can have a whole conversation. Like I, I have made it such a, this is where I get really fired up. Like I've made it such a point now now that I see it, now that I've experienced it, and, and I truly, truly believe in the pit of my core that I went through this to take this experience to turn around and support others with it in whatever capacity is within my scope of practice, because naturally healing anxiety and depression, body plays a role, right? Nervous system regulation, safety, eating enough, sleeping enough. You wonder why you're so stressed. Okay, well, there's things you're doing from a fitness and nutrition perspective to help your body not feel safe. Um, again, I can go off on a tangent. But I've made it a point now, like specifically asking guys, how are you? Mm. No, no, no. Like, how are you really? Because this is not being talked about. It breaks my heart. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's just, you know, I, I, a lot of people, but mostly males, it's like we're talking, yeah. suck it up. Suck man it up. up. Yeah, man up. And there's definitely times to do that. There are times mm-hmm. to do that, but it's nice that it's becoming a little more normalized for both oh, yeah. sexes to yeah. open up and have conversations. Yeah. Um, I hope I, I love, whoever's listening to this, like, yeah, I, I, I love being vulnerable. Be brave enough to say you're not okay. Yeah. yeah. There's no shame. You feel better. You yeah, definitely feel better. It's so interesting. One of the, there's a lot of things that got me through and there's this quote by Remy and I'm probably going to butcher it. Um, the crack is where the light enters you. Mm. Mm. It's like, you're good. Crack open, rebuild, mm. reconfigure the pieces in the way that you want to reconfigure them. Mm-hmm. It's so cool what you get to experience on the other side of it and just trust water the seed that that's a possibility. 
you are the author of your life. And yeah. something that I talk about on my podcast a lot is regret. A lot of times mm. it's just like, am I going to look back, whether it's tomorrow, a week, two months, two years, whatever it is, and be like, Ryan, you should have done this. You know, and I've, I have a feeling there's probably a lot of those moments you had in your relationship where you're like, I should have done this or I wish I did that or something like that. And it's nice to see you take advantage of those yeah. situations. Now, I love it when people are like traveling, going to events yeah. and conferences like this. And now you're an entrepreneur and all that stuff. Like you're not going to have a whole lot to regret. <laughs> you're not. I mean, I don't I know how much it. I can keep this up, <laughs> but you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I just have this. For it. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I'm, I'm just in this space now. I'm like, let's see how good life can get. Like, let's see. Let's see. That was literally some of the greatness. My, you know, you asked how I went, I was meeting up with a friend of mine in New York city and she was like, Hey, we're going to this. I booked a plane ticket. It was the next week. I'm like, let's go. She bought you a ticket. No, I bought the ticket, but she was oh, like, okay. you know, a group of us are going, you should come. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Okay. I wanted I to go you, for I years. thought she was going to say, I bought your ticket. That'd be you fantastic. Going. <laughs> Love you, Jess. That'd you be great, you know? <laughs> going with me. I don't care what you say. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I rub people the wrong way, but it's sometimes it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Someone's like, here's your ticket. You're going. I don't care what you say. Um, speaking of going, and I know we've talked about travel a little bit. Have you traveled solo? I don't know if San, was San Diego solo. Have you, have you traveled solo? Yeah, so San Diego is not, um, but I have not. So that no was... Yeah, that was one of, well, I would say it's so interesting this year. Um, San Diego is not solo. Uh, and then some of greatness was going to be the first time I was going to fly alone, which was a big thing for me because I was terrified of flying up until a couple of years ago. Um, and so it, that felt like very empowering of like, I had to kind of work myself up to like, I'll be okay. You know? Um, and it's again, everything about some of the greatness i ended up being on the same flight as my friend going out so even though i was like mentally prepared i kind of was like cushioned and had them on the flight mm -hmm. and then flying home uh i flew by myself and then when i went out to scottsdale that was my first mm -hmm. like big trip by myself and yes i met up with people out there that i knew but um you know we're, we're building we're building the blocks everyone yeah. keeps saying it's the most empowering thing and i'm not gonna lie like walking through the airport like going on the trip by myself it did feel like a little bit of a badass I'm like yeah you go shannon you know like yeah. cheering myself on in that way yeah. Uh, who, 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 who cares? Who, who, who cares? I remember years ago, I was single and I was just like, it's the most frowned upon thing is to go to dinner by yourself. And I yeah. did that. I was I literally, because <laughs> I was curious when I said about your first step out of the cocoon, right? Yeah. Sometimes you have to force yourself to do things and I just take to, small, yeah. tap, small steps. And one of those steps for me was to go get dinner by myself. Uh, I sat at a that's bar. That's a big first step. It's weird, right? I wish it wasn't weird. As well as yeah. things, well, why is that weird? It shouldn't be weird, yeah. but it is. And so yeah. I, I, I went and got sushi by myself, sat at the bar, and I had conversations with these people next to me. And they're like, who are you here with? I was like, I'm just here solo. And it's cool. They were actually like talking to me. They were like, well, that's cool. People thought it yeah. was cool. And I was like, that's well, awesome. if I can do this, then I can do that. And then exactly. I, I tell you what. You start to build that confidence. Shannon, I want you to travel solo. I'm going to encourage it. Oh my gosh. I'm like, where are we going? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you you got to go. I, yeah. I got hooked. I mm. seriously got hooked because it yeah. was like, Guess what, Shannon? You can go 
wherever you want. You yeah. can uh, wake up whenever you want. You can do whatever activities you want. You can go yeah. get dinner wherever you want. You can do whatever. I I, I love traveling with Kristen, right? I love it. To have <laughs> Sorry, a partner Kristen. to share. I know, right? No. <laughs> but to have a partner to share something with is special in a different way. Yeah. It's it's amazing because yeah. you can look back together. Yeah. My trip solo was like step one was like this is awesome. Step two is like, oh, this is incredible. Step three is like, where's right. next? I always had these things, out, I'm these trips on my calendar, and it was just became so empowering. And yeah. then the conversations you would have with people, because you're like, where are you going next? I'm going here. Where's next? I'm going yeah. here. It's yeah, just yeah. It's so interesting. It's so fun. Yeah, uh, I, I recommend it a lot. And it sounds oh like you're, you're getting there. So yeah. I definitely, definitely recommend it. Yeah, if you had asked me a year ago if I would love being single, I would have been like what that yeah. exists and it's so crazy because before um i was like i, I did, never needed a person i was confident you know i had done beach body i done max 30 i like love what i do career-wise and i i never needed someone and then you know i walked myself into this place of just not knowing who i was and now i'm just you know like back to that version of me and i'm so excited about all the magic that's to come mm -hmm. and it took a while to get to this place of putting the, I, it's like, there's a lot of metaphors that I've kind of come up with just processing everything from the year. It's like, I feel like I was just carrying this luggage with me everywhere I was going of that. Like I went through a breakup, <laughs> like it yeah. didn't work out. It must be my fault. There's something yeah. wrong with me. I'm, you know, there's a defect to get to this place of like, actually one, Many people have been through breakups. It means nothing about me. You know, it wasn't the right everyone. puzzle piece. Yeah. And also that's like the least interesting thing about me. Mm. Like, you know, it's, it happened. Cool. Next chapter. What's next? You know, like being so excited about the future. Did you struggle with a stigma of perhaps like being in your late twenties and then being single? It's like, oh, I should be married mm -hmm. by now. Like the, like the thing I freaking hated. Yeah. Was, like I, I, just turned, I just turned 40 and I just got married. Right. Can imagine yeah. how hard that is to me mentally to be in your mid thirties when all your friends are having kids and married. Yeah. I'm not. And it's just like, I kept asking, what's, what's wrong? What am I doing wrong? Yeah. And that was such the wrong freaking conversation is because being around people that were married and having kids just made me feel like I was doing something wrong. It took me the longest time to be like, my path is just different. Yeah. That's all. It's, a, it's interesting. I I'm curious if I would have had that fear if I was 30 when this happened. But I honestly don't think that it would have because I've always kind of beat for my own drum ever since I was little. I've always kind of felt like the black sheep. Um, and with my previous partner, there was pressure, you know, of we're 29. We've been together X amount of years. We should be getting like, you know, that stigma was a thing. And then me just being like, but what's the rush? Like our timeline is our timeline. Not that I wasn't open to it, but just... The rush for what? Like, you know, like I, so society can say that you've reached the benchmarks, but also those benchmarks are so utterly outdated, Right. you know? And so I think it's just coming back home to yourself. What's really important to you? Where are you at in your life? And yeah, that was a, that was a thing. I went to a lot of weddings this year. Yeah. Again, putting yourself in environments. You can be fine here. It's just new. It's just unfamiliar. But I also am so happy for my friends. Like 
I'm so happy you met your partner. I'm so happy that you guys are happy. I'm so happy that you're in love. And I'm just in a different season. And I made the vow to myself, like, I'm going to maximize this season. I'm going to be exactly where I am. And I'm going to make the most of it. Every Whether situation, two years or 10 years, you know, who knows? Exactly. And every situation has its benefits. It's up to yeah. you to take advantage of those benefits. Yeah. Yeah. You're up north, correct? You're in the northeast? Yes, New Jersey. Okay. Right. So I'm familiar with the northeast. It's a little more lenient up there to be single, at least at your age. When I moved down south, I'll never forget all these people started getting married at like 21, 22. I'm really? like, what the fuck? Well, I'm yeah. also in the middle of nowhere. So it's like it's me and the it's like me and the bears, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bears are cool. I mean, uh... <laughs> but yeah, when I moved down here, it was culture shock yeah. to me because I was wow. in my late 20s and I remember meeting people at work. I worked with these these females. I was like, cool, maybe I'll make some new friends here. They're all 22 with rings on their fingers. I was like, what the what wow, is yeah. going on? I was like, I don't even know who I am at like 28 years old, let alone 21, yeah. 22. So that was that yeah. was a culture shock to me too. I didn't I wasn't expecting that, but Yeah, and I'm not in a rush because of an age. It's like it's the I person. If I'm gonna if I'm if we're gonna do this thing, you're gonna be the right fit. Like I'm not gonna numbers. do it just to do it. Yeah. And just kind of just looking back real quick, reflect on what you're saying about setting hooks. Yeah. Like I was really interested. I'm interested always in how people get themselves out of situations. And it kind of yeah. just sound like we just talked about like intentionally just taking a little step after a little step, no matter how uncomfortable steps. it might be little step yeah. by little step. Did you find that your friends and family were perhaps maybe a little more supportive that, than you anticipated? Yes, overall. Yes, yeah. <laughs> long traumatic cause. Yeah, overall. I think for me, it I shouldn't say I think I know for me, I had a lot of resistance about opening up about actually how hard it was. I struggled in silence for a really long time. Mm. Um, because I was addressing things that weren't, I didn't know how to share, like the trauma that came up as I as I went deeper into the therapy practice, and I started to really face childhood trauma and like, how, how do you have these conversations? And I didn't want to put that on people to be concerned about me again, like mm. independent to a fault. But then of course, afterwards, when you open up, they're like, why didn't you call me? But I, I just had such, I had such shame and I had such, it took a really long time for me to get, get out of this place of unworthiness of why would they even want to know if I'm such a terrible person? Like it took a really long time for me to be like, I'm worthy of people hearing that I'm not okay. And they actually care about me. But again, it was like those little hooks of me just texting a friend, like, Hey, this is, I'm kind of navigating this. Well, yeah, what's your like, advice for someone who who's like, why would I bother them? What's your advice for someone who's in the same boat as you were? It's interesting. Cause I was just texting with a friend about this the other day and she was saying, I didn't want to burden you. That's not your call. Yeah. It's not your call for you to determine you're a burden for them. Here's the thing. I firmly believe that if a friend came up to you and said, you know, Hey Shannon, I really need help with this. I would jump at the opportunity, but don't make that as assumption without asking that yeah. they wouldn't want to return the favor. Yeah. And the people who care about you, they care about you. They're not, it's funny. I, I speak with this woman a lot when, you know, someone's like, Oh my gosh, you look great today. They're not doing that to be nice or like, stroke your ego. They're doing it because they mean it. They're complimenting you because it's authentic. Mm. 
someone, if so, if you're going to be a burden to someone like, okay, well that's on them to put the boundary of like, Hey, you know what? I can't hold this. It's too much, but like, let's talk about it later. I'm here for you, but I also got to put my oxygen mask on first. Mm -hmm. And I think as you start to also build that resilience in yourself, you can hold if that boundary is set, but this is just, it's been an ever flowing journey to start to be like, okay, people, people do want me in their life. I am a good person. Yeah. Shannon, Shannon, the therapist. (laughs) I'm like fascinated by psychology now too. I'm like reading all the books. (laughs) This is awesome. I'm loving this, but I don't love like talking about your past traumas, but I do love like, no, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. You know, deep conversations. We don't have enough. Yeah. We don't have enough. And this is Mm -hmm. like, you know, we've texted, we've had podcasts before, but this is our second yeah. major conversation. Look where yeah. we're going. This, but now I, I know. know I feel like I know you now, and this yeah. is this is yeah. awesome. And I, and I want to get into just one more thing. Yeah, is you said run the play. Like I want to talk yeah. about self talk. Yeah. Um, how have you grown talking to yourself over this oh last year? Oh my gosh, that's such a great question. I am so compassionate with myself now it's weird like i physically talk to myself out loud as weird as that sounds like i'll be like all right shannon we can do this we're gonna be fine we're gonna we're gonna go into this it's gonna be great if this happens it's gonna be okay but i've also started just to learn how to become my own cheerleader and be like you're doing great you know what you're tired okay we're gonna rest tonight it's okay it's all right it's good it's like i have to reparent that little part of me that's scared Um, this entire journey has been about me learning to repartner and reparent repartner in that I can hold my own in situations and I'm going to be okay. And I don't need anyone else to take care of me or be there for me and find that sense of safety, um, you know, in and of myself. And then also reparent of learning to listen to my needs. Okay. I'm overextended. What do I need to do? What do I need to take off my plate? Okay. My anxiety flared up today. All right. What do I need to turn down? Because taking care of myself has been my number one priority. And um, a lot of the work I've done to start to shift the way I talk about myself is hold space for when the fear pops up. Because it's not that I'm like ripping myself apart. I mean, I've, I've been through that phase of my journey where I'm my own worst enemy. For me, it was just this like unlovable, like mm-hmm. unworthy, not enough voice, which I just learned is complete fear again that the feeling of being unworthy is just a protector part and just I've, I've kind of gotten into the habit of like you can't hear me or see me if you're listening to this but like holding both of my palms open holding the duality of it I can feel scared and also know that I'm going to be okay yeah. I can feel unworthy and choose to show up anyway or whatever the duality looks like for you of you know what this feels really uncomfortable and I know I'll be better for it and if we can just hold the duality that both can coexist the deepest pain and the happiest of happy you know the deepest pain and the most profound magic and joy that's the human experience holding both the lightness and the dark and so my self-talk has just learning to see when the fear is popping up like okay i'm scared all right well there's that little voice in my head who says you can't do this or that voice in my head it's like you're not worthy it's like all right i see you mm-hmm. you you can sit there but like you're just gonna sit next to me and i'm gonna step forward and do the thing and if you're gonna stay next to me that's cool but like we're gonna turn the volume down just be there 
I'm not going to give you much attention. Turn the volume down and just keep making the step forward until it's like you take that cloak off. I'm like, that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, it's almost sometimes like a muscle. Like the more yeah. you, you do, the more you do things that are like make you nervous or scared, and the more you get yeah. through it, and the more it's like it happens again. You're like, I got this one. And the next yeah. one, the next one. It's like it's cool. Like a podcast like this, right? Slightly, yeah. slightly more nervous to have this podcast because yeah. it's uh, it's pretty vulnerable. Yeah, I'm maybe a little more nervous than a neighbor who's down the street or a friend is whatever. Right. Right. But. I know on the outside, like after after this is completed and we hang yeah. up and it's just like, I feel energized. It was like, yeah. that was freaking awesome. It's like, right. what makes you nervous when it's done? Yeah. There's Lean nothing in. like it. Lean in. There yeah. is nothing like it. And I remember listening to a podcast a couple of years ago, go figure in Idaho, which is where we're going tomorrow. Was, cool. oh, I can't wait. And um, I remember... It was with a confidence coach. I think he has since passed. He used to work with Derek Jeter, uh, so Russell cool. Wilson, who he needs a little help these days. But uh, no, I remember him saying how he does not allow himself and or any of his athletes to speak negatively or think negatively about nope. themselves. Yeah, uh, I, I, I catch myself now doing this where it's like, oh, you idiot. Why you forgot this? Yeah. Or why did you? There are times I still do that, but every time I do it, I kind of remind myself, do not talk yeah. to myself like that. Yeah. Do not yeah. do it. It's so interesting. I want to say it was early, mid-September. Maybe it was after some of the greatness. I just woke up one night, one day and I was like, you know what? Not feeling enough. We don't do that anymore. We just don't. And it was just literally a decision. Like, I don't do not feeling enough. I don't do overwhelm. I don't do it. It does not exist anymore. Wow. It's like, you just have, at some point you have to make the decision because beating yourself up, what is the benefit? Mm. What is the benefit? If you're not going to cheer yourself on, who's going to? <laughs> I'm like, all right, Shannon, get off your motivational pep talk. No, I, I'm just thinking like, man, you are 29, but have the yeah. wisdom. Thank you. Of twice your age. I've, I've gotten that like my whole life that I'm mature for my age. I'm like, oh, that's great. <laughs> Unreal. I'll tell you what, I, if I, if I can reverse time, yeah, it's wisdom that I wish that I had. But I also think that's because I'm built to do this. Like this is, this is what I'm going to do in the world. Yeah. And I remember you saying, you don't know how long you can keep it up. If, if that's how you feel. <laughs> If that's how you I know feel, from that part, I'm like Energizer Bunny. I'm like, let's go. We are just getting started. <laughs> but if you feel built to do this, you're never going to stop. That is. Yeah. yeah. I meant like the travel. I've traveled a lot this year. <laughs> uh, no, you'll get, you'll get the bug. I promise you. Oh, oh, the bug. Yeah. Real quick. What else? What, what lights up Shannon? What gives you the energy these days? I mean, just continuing to make an impact. Like having conversations like these experiences where I'm around people who get me. It's interesting. Like I, where I live right now, there's not a lot of people who are entrepreneurs. You know, this is mm. your, your environment matters so much. And I learned that very quickly over this past year. Um, so for me, it's just like experiences where I get to be around people who get me, who think like me, who, you know, just are also on this mission of helping people. And then also just like being in rooms, like some of the greatness or 
experiencing more magic. I'm kind of really open right now just to see, like I said, how beautiful life can get and like what else is possible. And so I'm just leaning into like making memories with friends and meeting people and having conversations and bringing as much joy into my world as I possibly can. Bravo. Bravo. You'll never, (laughs) you'll, one thing I've learned in life, I can promise you and anybody this is you will never, ever, ever regret making memories. No, no. And I'm like, you talked about having trouble being present. That's such a priority for me now. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to miss it. And I got into the habit of like documenting joy. Oh, that's awesome. How do you do that? just like on my phone, like I will take videos of experiences. Uh, I will record after I got back from some of the greatness. Like these were the breakaways you had because I want, especially if you're someone who experiences anxiety, the negative self-talk can be so strong. Like it will never get better that you can go back and be like, Nope, actually got really great. This is, uh, you know, proof. And then it's for me, it was like supportive, but also now it's been really cool to put together little videos of like, look at everything I did this year. So cool. Wow. Yeah. It's funny because uh, a couple of episodes I had uh, Dr. Jonathan Robinson on and he says in the middle of the podcast, he goes, do you want to know one thing that I can promise you will double your happiness right now? And I said, what? He's like being present in the moment. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Something we all suck at. And I started a new job a month ago and oof, it's been a whirlwind, but I show up to everyone flew into Raleigh to have this team conference. And I was like, Oh my God, meeting all these people for the first time I just started. And the boss's boss, the head of the whole marketing department writes on a huge piece of paper and slams on the wall says, be present. Yeah. We all had to turn our phones off, all that stuff. It's just, it's like, when did that become so awkward? You know, I just want to slow down person, the coffee shop. How's your day? Yeah. People just want to be heard and seen. That's Mm -hmm. it. And then just think, just think of how much that makes your day. When someone yeah. comes up to you and says, nice, nice shoes. I like your shirt. Yeah. Yeah. They say your name. Hey, Shannon, how you doing? Isn't it funny how you remember when someone says your name? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the small thing. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> this is one of my, I, this is one of my like, genuinely favorite. I mean, and I owe it all to you because oh, you came on you. here and you're like, you were super vulnerable and you were honest. Yeah. Like you could yeah. easily shut down and be like, I don't want to talk about that or whatever. But yeah, this is how people connect. This is how people yeah. connect deeply. And this is how people relate. And so people are going to listen to this episode and there's a few benefits that come out of this, right? They're going to yeah. either relate and say, okay, I need to check myself. And these are things yeah. I need to work on. And they're going to be like, I know who Shannon is now. I yeah. know you. Yeah. And how do you not root for someone like you? Mm, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm, Absolutely. I'm proud of myself. You know, it took, it's, I'm proud of myself for being able to get to this point. And yeah. I'm really grateful for every single person in my life who helped me save myself. Isn't it funny how life is so different when you are around people that root for you and your success compared to people who are like, why are you doing this? Why would you do that? What a difference, right? And you might have to cultivate that around you because it might not be your current reality and that's okay. Chances are it's not. Yeah. It's amazing how many people try to bring you down. It's kind of like if I were hanging around people that were like, why do you do this podcast? This is stupid. Like yeah. who's on you? Who's even on your podcast? 
if I were hanging around people like that instead of people like, what's your next episode going to be? Yeah. This is a great yeah. idea. Try, why don't you try talking to someone about what a difference life is when you hang around those type of people? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it. everything. I love it. I love people like you who are oh, thank you. self-motivated that just chase their goals and passions. I mean, you've done that since... Since I Ever. like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like my DNA. <laughs> exactly. And that rubs off on people. And to, just to be around people who think the same, feel the same, and do the same, life is just completely different. It's awesome. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. No, I appreciate you. <laughs> like this, this podcast is all you. Um, I, I hope to have more episodes like this for many people because this is, this is real. Like I can, I'm going to hang up tonight and be like, yeah, it's freaking cool. I really appreciate Shannon. <laughs> and I feel like I know you better. Like, yeah, yeah. This is come me. On, come on down and get drinks. Chris and Chris and I'll buy you drinks. Yeah. Oh, done. Travel bug. Booked. Done. <laughs> exactly. yeah. There you go. <laughs> like, spontaneity is on an all-time high like lately. <laughs> hour and a half white. Come on now. Um, but but Shannon, like this is like I said, this is awesome. Um for some weird way, I hope you found this somewhat therapeutic, I guess. I don't know. You know what? It was like, oh, this is really a scab. Oh, we're good. Yeah, this was this right. was like we're good. Or a scar, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's I, yeah. I. I completely understand. I've never heard that saying before, but I completely understand what you mean. Definitely get yeah. that. Um, and and like I said, I'm I'm gonna have you back on soon to talk about the diet, fitness, yeah. and stuff. Because like I said, I have my own issues, portion control, snacking. All that stuff, it still rears its head sometimes, and I can definitely use a better mindset when it comes to that. So awesome. I got you. Woof. Are you ready for the holidays? Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a Halloween person, speaking of? I'm not. No. But maybe I could be, you know, run the play. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? We'll see. But it's also this weekend. So it I is. It came fast. I'm, ta- I'm taking Kristen to the old Idaho State Penitentiary, the ha- one of the most oh haunted God. prisons in oh, America. No. Okay, no, I don't do I that. Halloween. No. no. Okay, I don't Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not dressing up or doing anything like that, but I do like spooky. I love places with a history. I love it. Mm, and if it has that. a little haunted history, I might be a little more into that. I, I like checking <laughs> You never know. The unexplainable is something that always has has piqued my interest for whatever yeah. reason. But I'm excited. But Shannon, I know you've uh, just to end this in a, in a little different direction. I know you and what you do and yeah. the LBB, the Lean Body yeah. community. Like it works. Oh my gosh! I'm. I'm going to give you a little yeah. plug right there. Right, it, it works. Yeah. It does, yeah. I know from firsthand experience. I know Kristen really enjoyed working with you, and, oh, and as you as you mentioned, she she did it quick. Killed it. She killed it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So Lean Body Blueprint. It's my signature program. It's the the main way that women can work with me. It's it's I refer to it as LBB, but it's a ninety day one on one coaching container that helps women busy women specifically lose weight, break out of that struggle with consistency and really achieve sustainable results. It's the place you want to go. I'm going to walk you through my five-step system. We're going to customize your fitness and nutrition to your body and your goals. But you know, if you're someone who's looking to lose weight and have more energy and build this healthy relationship with food and balance between what fuels your body, but then also the stuff that you love and build this consistency and regain your confidence and feel like yourself again, and really just develop this lifestyle that you can keep doing what you're doing. Like 
we have ruthlessly refined this program. You know, it's, it's so effective because I always say it's unlike anything you've tried before. Like you talk about like on my Instagram, I like to bust, bust myths. What we do is not groundbreaking. You're still going to move your body and get enough sleep and eat your veggies. But the way we go about it is so different in that we're not going to change everything you're doing on day one. We're not going to go new way of eating and cook all of your meals from scratch. And here's your workout plan. We're going to intentionally build the habits one step at a time. So finally you can be successful. So finally, you're not going to get overwhelmed. We're going to do it in a sustainable way. We're going to build the habits. So when the program ends, you can just keep doing what we're doing. You're going to finally learn how to fuel your body. We're going to learn what does it look like to build an efficient metabolism? How do we manage our stress? Everything is under one roof in a systemized, you know, blueprint way that you can actually do this with the accountability, with the support. I mean, if you can't tell, like I'm so lit up about it because women have walked through this program and been like, this is what I've been missing all these years. Mm. And that just. And I love that you, you, you teach them how to fish, right? Yes, Not, yeah, you don't catch don't, the fish for them. You teach them how to I'm fish. I'm going to teach you how to do this for yourself. Yeah. It's so education based because I want you to learn how to be successful on your own so that you can go navigate the holidays and you walk in and you're like, cool, here's how I'm going to build my plate. Here's how I'm going to choose that. I'm not there with you. And if, if I didn't teach you how to do this on your own, I'm not doing my job. I don't need you to be relying on me. Uh, we're talking soon. Navigate the holidays. Yes. That's, that's, <laughs> we got you. We got you. Yeah. Navigate the holidays. That is such a key phrase yeah. right there. That's the yeah. name of the podcast we're going to have. It's called Navigating the Holidays. I love it. Because I, I don't that. know how to do it. I, yeah, that's hard. It's hard. It's very, very hard. I, I, I got a lot of questions for you, so be ready <laughs> for real. But ladies, you know, if you're listening to this and you want to learn more about Lean Body Blueprint, send me a message on Instagram. There's everything about the program right there. Um, there's a link to learn more about the program, and we have a couple of spots open for the end of the year, so please reach out. You know, no pressure. How do people find you on Instagram and website and all that stuff? Yeah. Let's get the goods. Yeah, so it's, it's just my name, at Shannon Berushian. Hopefully, we can put a link because my name is fairly long. There will be a link. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be the best place to find me and where I'm putting out, you know, the most value and things that you can learn. Like, you know, there's tons on my Instagram just to learn how to do this. Even if you're like, oh, I'm a little bit scared to invest. You know, yep, we got you. Yep. There will be a link in the show notes for everybody. Or you can just do what I did to find you is I Google yeah. Shannon Insanity Max. <laughs> Max 30. <laughs> I found you. <laughs> so you can do that. either. There's multiple ways to find Shannon. <laughs> Uh, but Shannon, this has been awesome. It's been awesome. Thank it's you. It's been awesome. Yeah. Thank I, you. I, I, t- I told Kristen, I even told you, I told you in the email, I was like, I'm really genuinely excited about this. It's yeah. a genuine conversation. It's not yeah. just like an interview. Let's go over bullet points. It is like, yeah. let's have a conversation. Let's sit yeah. down and then let's talk. So awesome. Great job. Yeah. It's been a blast. We yeah. will talk we'll very talk soon. soon very, very soon. All right. Amazing. Thank you so much. Awesome. See you soon. Once again, a special shout out to Shannon for joining this episode. Please follow her Instagram, check out her website, There is a reason that she is such a successful health and fitness coach. So if you're looking to get into that, she's a pro's pro. And she inspired me so much on Insanity Max 30. Still inspires me 
all the time. What a great episode. I give you so much credit, Shannon, for coming on this episode. And I can't wait to have you back on soon to talk about navigating the holidays and all of our food selections. I know that's something I have an issue with and many, many of us do too. So if you enjoyed this episode, please also follow me on Instagram at the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. Also subscribe and leave a review and share this with friends and family. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. And until next time, I will catch you on the next episode of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast.